0: Welcome to the fire. Welcome to the fire. Today on Church and State, we'll be joined by Michael Hughes. Hello, Christian patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier, with me, as always, Pastor Gabe Blomgren. Once again, your favorite far-right shock jocks and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis.
1: It's the only podcast where we combine faith and politics in the same room and with Jesus right in the middle.
0: Amen to that. Hey, everyone, go on over to churchandstate.media. Take advantage of our website. Share these episodes. You are definitely going to want to share this one because we're going to get into a lot of it's wild stuff. It's going to be stuff.
1: all over the place. What we're going to be talking about... Flat Earth concepts, we're going to be talking about the heliocentric model. We're also going to talk about uh, probably some crazy archaeological stuff. Nephilim! And
0: Nephilim! Yeah, you know we love to talk about the Nephilim. Hey, also take advantage of all of our fine affiliates. Uh, Just real quick, uh, we won't belabor this, but my pillow it's some of the best stuff that you can possibly sleep on, towel off on, wear as slippers, and it's all American made by a patriot. So take advantage of that. Use that promo code church and state, and we're going to get a little bit of that money back. If you want to donate to us, just hit that donate button. And lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at proton.me. All right, Gabe, I am excited because we met Michael a while back at the Reawaken America tour, uh, him and Trey, and they, uh, they are just incredible people. Uh, just brilliant scientists, and we are going to have just an amazing discussion about all the things that we just said, and I'm really excited to yeah, talk about Yeah, we've
1: never ever had, like, do you, do you remember a time where we ever just talked for five minutes to Michael Hughes? It was, no, that's no impossible. Thing. You, no. You, it's a minimum of an hour because yes, so, there's so much cool information. concepts. Uh, to describe my friend Michael is, is a combination of, of, I would say, um, maybe James Bond with Indiana Jones, no,
0: he's remember. Remember the scientist that was in James Bond Q. Yes, he's James Bond and Q. He, okay, he's the mixture. He's the total package. All right. So with that intro, Michael, thank you so much for joining us on Church of State. Oh, we got no audio. <laughs>
2: That's just oh, there we don't go. Have now we got. It. Now go. we're good. We're good. I, yeah, I can't. I can't live up to that. That's uh, that's a huge intro. Awesome, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, you know, it's a pleasure. We it was great meeting you at the Reawaken America tour, and uh, we, you know, you brought out you and Trey brought out that Nephilim skull. Why don't we just hit yeah, the Nephilim show the clip. right up the Show bat. the clip.
1: Why don't we just show that from from back in the day? You remind uh, some of our audience of one of the most epic interviews we ever did.
0: Yeah, where we actually got to see the skull of I the think nephilim. Trey
1: crawled across the floor to go get a nephilim skull. He did, yeah. He had to we were crawl we were in this little so tiny corner in this studio. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I told these guys after I met him yesterday. I texted him today because they're not even here at the Reawaken America our speakers. I can't believe it. They should be main's hour long session. Oh come on! But can you go bigger I, I on said, that hey, feed? Got to do an interview while you're here. And they they brought this Ed. There's the skull there. This is a. Why don't you tell what this is, Trey?
0: Well, this one. Okay, so this was found. This was originally found out back the house of Hillary
1: Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this. Um, okay, so you, okay, so this one here comes from Peru, and uh, and I'll kind of I'll kind of hold it up, and if you guys want to hold it. So th- this one would be called a like this. This one would be called a match to me in Sunday school, and it destroyed Yeah, that's good. That's just Just a clip right there. Yeah,
0: so we we have seen it. We have actually held the skull of a Nephilim, and, uh, you know, biblically— this opens up so many doors and, and answers so many questions for us. And it sketches
1: people out, too. It,
0: but it does. It's it's a subject that a lot of Christians don't want to, they talk, don't want about. to talk about. We're it. We're fascinated by it, and it answers questions like, "Why would God tell wipe the, out a whole race?" Yeah, exactly. Why would he? Why would he go in and wipe out an entire people group? Right. Well, maybe it was this Nephilim DNA.
1: Yeah,
2: Michael, thoughts on that one? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So, so let's say that, um, let's say that you had you were raising a pure breed group of dogs okay and they're all black in this and all of a sudden you know your your birth rate changes and you have these other other colors mixed in right you'll probably separate the ones that are i'll say the pure bloods okay that are pure in their generations wait i should say pure in their genetics right, right? if i quote you know um and and then you do what you will with now we're not going to kill the other ones but we've got to isolate the ones that i'm really working with from the ones that, you know, I don't want to really work with. And I think example. now remember the Nephilim or even giants, if you want to say it that way was before the flood and even after. Right. So when, when we finished this documentary, one of the documentaries we're doing is called question coincidence. Now I'm going to say it's all coincidence, but basically I'm not going to tell you what to believe, but look at this evidence with, let's say the Nephilim or the giants. Did this really happen? Or is all the evidence that we're showing to support there really was giants just coincidence? And that's what we're doing. And we're going through a whole bunch of different subjects like that. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's amazing. So for me, those are real people, real skulls, real events, and people just need to start adding those to what they know happened around us. Yeah, and then uh, pay, and then the more that we know, Great.
1: and then pay attention to the Bible. It's so funny to me how just the little details, like we're gonna go off in a minute here on 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 the very fact uh, talking about you know Joshua's very long day. We're gonna we're gonna point the details of that. Yeah, when people don't pay attention to the details like. Og of Bashan, you know, this is a very big individual. We look at Goliath. We also look at the testimony that Goliath had brothers.
0: Yeah, Caleb and Joshua. Do the math. When they went in to spy the land, they came back with a report that we are like grasshoppers. We are like, and and, and people try to explain
1: that away, like, oh, it was a metaphor. No, 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 no. There was something going on that was so satanic in Jericho. A lot of archaeologists believe that that whole entire area, especially Jericho, it being the first city they destroyed, that was a Pre or a pre-diluvian foundation, and there was demonic stuff going on in there. Giants is is Perfect all throughout science. the Bible. It's all throughout the Bible, but people just don't pay attention to it.
2: Let, let me ask you well, another question. About, oh, Let's talk go about ahead. somebody. Oh, yeah. Let me t- on that subject. Let me just mention somebody that you might think, oh, he doesn't have any credibility. I don't know. Um, this guy, from what I understand, set up one of the first um, uh, scientific departments in the United States to study. About archaeology. And in his speech uh, near the um, uh, the falls up north here, he said, our, our country is littered with the bones of dead giants.
1: That was Abraham Lincoln when he was talking about... Right. God, did I steal your thunder there?
2: That's excellent. Yeah. That's perfect. Absolutely correct.
1: Yeah, he, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln, the president of the United States, brings up the bones of giants when, when, when talking about, and I, I don't know, I was, was he there at Niagara falls? What was the premise of him being there?
2: I don't know. I don't remember all the details, but uh, in fact, sometimes I think about if he was never the president, no, way to, no one would know who that guy with a beard was on a $5 bill. You ever thought of that? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good point. Hey, I, I got yeah. a question on, on the Nephilim as well, because uh, I'm assuming that you've read the book of Enoch. Gabe and I have as well, uh, you know, fascinating study on that. But in the book of Enoch, it says that the fallen angels didn't just sin against mankind, but also nature. And so I, I look at the Romans and the Greeks, for example, and, and, you know, historically speaking, we look to them and we're like, look at what they accomplished with science and with government and all these different things things and then we come to their religion and we're like ah but they made this all up this is goofy right i think that some of these entities that they describe in roman and greek mythology actually existed if if these fallen angels sinned against animals as well as human beings then we could absolutely have had minotaurs and medusas and things like that
2: oh absolutely okay so let's let me tell you about a real guy his name is uh the bishop of carlisle Okay, probably heard of him. I don't know. Uh, a bishop being a guy that's, um, yeah, he's 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 too good to actually be buried in in the graveyard with everybody else outside the church. So he's buried under the floor of the church. And so the Bishop of Lyle in 1496, I believe. Yeah, 1496 was born. He was he around his tombstone, which is really a big stone plate on the floor. Put um, a Inlaid picture frame around the perimeter of it, and he and he had a bunch of his favorite animals carved. Well, there were two animals that were carved that uh, 400 years later were extinct. Interesting. You ever Mm -hmm. heard this? Mm -hmm. I think I have. This is a real thing. a, A real guy. We could take a picture. I could show it to you. Must be a coincidence, right? When you hear this, so a woman actually found the bones that matched the animal that he had on his tomb 400 years later, and her her later. To be husband he brought him up and they actually charge admission for people to see it it's a brontosaurus wow now dinosaur and brontosaurus and those sort of things those words were never used until after about 1830 so what is a brontosaurus with the correct physical attributes being doing on the tomb of the bishop of carlisle in 1496 now but what did he call it Leviathan? Dragon. Ooh, okay. Dragon. Okay, there we go. Wow. Now, here's another thing. I did that episode uh, for coincidence in Egypt we filmed out there. The first dynasty of Egypt, the very first dynasty, they make these real stone, cool, you know, like plates saying, we're the king and stuff like this. On one side, there's this bull with these horns, okay? On the other side are two brontosauruses with their heads spun like this. You're like, You know when you get married, you do that thing with the drink and right. your wife and you kind of... Yeah, yeah, that's what they're doing. Interesting. Well, now I'm going to bring out another coincidence about that. Why would they show the two dinosaurs doing that on that steel, that that marker of the first dynasty of Egypt? Guess what the two dinosaurs on the Bishop of Carlisle was doing? The same thing with their necks. Oh, wow.
1: It reminds me of the two serpents intertwined, like the Hippocratic Oath. uh, uh, Is there any relevance to that?
2: I think so only to well actually yes <laughs> this is another thing to that the first known doctor in world history is his name is Imhotep Imhotep which means the voice of I am mm-hmm. right in english joseph okay wow Yes, the Hippocratic Oath. That guy attributed his life and his whole, his whole, you know, purpose in life to be a doctor to Joseph, who was the person who showed the Egyptians how to build with stone. And that's what we're going to talk about in the episode, Question Coincidence, episode one, The Joseph Conspiracy.
0: Interesting. Yeah, so, interesting. But even in the Bible, we that, have the, the lion men of Moab or the Ariels, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and these are described as half lion, half men like beings. Uh, the the uh, Benaniah actually ends up killing two of these individuals. But then later on, they actually joined forces with, with David and uh, they, they have them in, in some of the army of David. So these, these half animal, half man hybrids, they existed. The
2: word of God says so. Yeah. And so they were changing their DNA, right? They would, they would, they had some sort of system and method to do this. Well, um, I don't know if we could talk about this, but I've got, I've got a few patents, I got a bunch of patents, and I like to read some I think relevant. There's one um, particular company. I don't know if you want to zap that out. It's called Moderna. Anyway, they've got the patent <laughs> that talks about, hey, this new idea of changing your DNA. Mm-hmm. It's not new. Yeah, and we could talk about a really amazing coincidence with how that's designed if you want to, but yeah. So is it new?
0: No, no. nothing new under the sun.
2: Right. We we're right. told that. Absolutely. They corrupted all flesh, not just men and women.
1: <laughs> Last one is this locust army in Joel chapter two. They rush on this today. They run on the walls. They run like mighty men in perfect formation. A lot of people attribute this to locusts, but eventually it goes on that these men, the, this, this, these group have teeth like lions and, and, I really believe that someday—I'm just going to throw this out there. Here here comes the weird thing. I am making a prediction that in some time in the future, CERN or some gate will open up actual literal hell and a locust army of hybrid men that are somehow able to literally— this sounds so crazy— sting you like a scorpion and for a certain amount well, it's of time written in you will revelation be writhing in pain. Now I know, I yeah, know. But yeah. I'm just saying this out loud because it sounds so absolutely yeah, ridiculous. That's, that's it the key like to the Star movies? Trek.
0: Yeah it does. But yeah, the, I mean yeah. clearly that's Bible. going to happen in the book of Revelation. And and uh yeah it's fascinating. That key is going to be given. I think CERN is definitely trying to open that portal. I would agree People with you. People make fun of flat earthers. <laughs> oh gosh,
2: but, you guys made a great great point. Did you know that that in the book of revelation it tells us precisely geographically where where the seat of the adversary satan will be.
1: I think we covered this but this is awesome. Go cuz I want to I, I, I want to re this France Gosh, and Switzerland is gross.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it talks about the seat of satan. Now, in this example, satan is 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 the word used the translators use for a word that means adversary. Mm-hmm. So his seat, the base, his base of operations is where it's where I forget the guy's name. It's uh, Billy Bob. I don't know. Some Billy Bob guy back then where he was martyred is where the seat of Satan was. So if you look it up, you'll find, uh, if you go a little farther that he was martyred on the temple of Apollo, Apollo, right? Mm-hmm. Apollyon. Mm-hmm. that's where he was martyred. Gee, that's weird because doesn't it also say in another place that, uh, um, Apollo will be getting the key to the bottomless pit or something like that. I don't know, you hear things, people talk, right? Okay, so uh, the temple of Apollo, if you look where it's located, there's a pit. Now, what's a pit? Okay, draw a pentagram, make a circle around it. That's called a starred circle in the occult. The circle is the pit, the starred is the shape of the person, arms and legs out. That you're offering to the pit stars going around in a circle okay is another way to do it a circled star is not just a star in the center but you can make a a series of stars in a circle interesting little code right what's where cern is they're shooting stars in a big circle they've been public about we're trying to open the gate to another dimension yes is that a coincidence not at all and that's where the new world folks are uh, the World Bank the world all the world entities that are supposed to be governing the world is that a coincidence
0: no they are setting up the B system uh, we can those of us who have eyes to see we can we know what's occurring there and the infinite amount of money and
1: lavishness that they throw into this project like the, the sheer manpower and money that is taken to build this device and then on top of it right underneath it they're they're doing these tunnels between switzerland and then they they open this thing up with the weirdest fanfare in the in the weirdest most satanic weird rituals with people jumping on, on strings it's just it's it's absolutely like in your face imagery too, where they have goat headed pan figures and then like riding sexual motions of like hundreds of these workers. It's, it's absolutely devilish.
2: It absolutely is. Absolutely is. And so, but you got to say, I think it's pretty cool because it's confirming our father's word. Yes. Doesn't it? It's like, don't you, you almost want to say guys, don't you know that uh, this is already written about. We right. kind of already got that. <laughs> we yeah. know you're going to be doing this. Yeah, exactly. But are doing it. No, yeah, not yeah. not
0: profits. Just reading the word of God. Uh, it yeah. spells it out very clearly there. Yeah, it's right there. Right, no, yeah. No, no. yeah, yeah. yeah Man, so, I so I, I wanted to change uh, subject matter real quick because we're we're right on the cusp of this debate that's about to occur. It's uh, the flat Earth versus the globe, uh, yeah. and you.
2: You think they're both wrong. You have a third option. Yeah, and so they're I'm absolutely deciding. both wrong in yeah. my in my opinion. My yeah, this is opinion. good
1: because he's he's delving into. I'm going to touch him here. I'm going to come into his screen. He's coming. <laughs> hey, wait. yeah, he's coming into this like flat Earth culture. I'm not. He's no, not completely I just said there. No, I know you are, but I'm like I'm super resistant to it because I just I look throughout the universe and do not see any pancake type like things in existence. <laughs> so, but yeah. but. I, I agree. We've been lied to about so many other things, and, and something is off too. Biblically, like this, this third option, which we we've been clued in on, is is actually makes more sense. So everyone, listen.
2: It makes a lot of sense to me, and I, I can't take credit for the idea but My wife gave me this idea.
1: Nice. That's 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 <laughs> yeah. ironically for a lot of things yeah. I have to give credit for.
2: Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Know, you have to you have to down to the smart people. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: why you live in a doghouse. All right. Dog
2: so. So I'm an inventor, obviously, and I own Sunbeam, which is the trade, you know, Ford, you know, Ferrari, whatever. These are, these are brands of, of vehicles. And for me to earn the right to own that brand, Sunbeam, which is uh, an old British car brand, I had to prove it. And I had to actually build and design many, many different things in and around the theme behind Sunbeam, which is basically your world powered by Sunbeam. Now, you see that car there, that really cool bullet-looking car there. Okay, the first time I went over time was in a Sunbeam car, not an airplane. That's pretty cool. 200 That's why miles was an hour. James Bond car. 200 miles an hour. What year? Uh, gosh, it was almost. Uh, it, it was. It was. No, no. 50 50 years ago was James Bond car. Okay. Yeah. Eon Productions, who does uh, James Bond, got a hold of me, asked if I can find the actual original Sunbeam Alpine, which is in um, one of the islands off the coast here. And uh, we've actually talked about doing a new Sunbeam car. Nice. You know, for James Bond. Yeah. That's cool. So that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, so now the concept is your world powered by Sunbeam now that gets to something interesting so let's say one of the products I designed in the 1990s was a and then into designing some of the new uh, uh, vehicles uh, I went to Russia to do this because it was hard to get the Americans to, you know, to work with me to build a new car and it's, a, it's called the Sunbeam Alpine and I thought it was a better a better name for an SUV anyway so came up with this tracking system called fast tracks in the late 1990s and I wanted to also use it on the Alpine and uh, in right out 2000 well anyway so let's say you have these really great satellite feeds that most people don't get and i'm using 26 satellites to locate assets and i go
1: you're talking gps for
2: the vehicles yeah yeah so if you can see the eyes through the eyes of the satellite and you go anybody see the earth turning by the way is it spinning yeah so here's another thing watch any rocket that's ever launched where they have a rear view camera right right? and you're looking down at the ground why is this not spinning See, because if the earth is it's got to go at least 1100 miles an hour to make one turn in one day guys the earth doesn't spin it's stable it sits on nothing and it's the center of his creation. Sounding familiar? Yes. And everything goes and views around it. This is the place that our father's gonna put his kingdom on earth like it is in heaven. Wow. I think it's great. Now, so you got a, game, a guy named Yeshua or Joshua, the right-hand man to Moses, right? And he's, he's in a war, he's, he's, he's working, it. it's hard, they wanna win, it's gonna get dark and the enemy's gonna be able to rest for a bit and he didn't think he's gonna be able to get it done. So what's he do? He says, God, stop the sun. He He doesn't say say stop stop the the earth. Earth. Come on. Mm -hmm. Right. And how many times did our father say I stopped the sun? He doesn't lie. So all you have to do is realize, see, when I was a kid, I was told this interesting story. Here's the earth. It spins. One spin is one day. One revolution around the sun is one year, right? Is that science? No that's telling you what to believe. Let's look at what our choices are. Now, I don't think the flat thing, and I'll tell you the story I had about the flat earth guys a number of years ago, almost 20 years ago, Um, but let's say the choice is, it's either spinning or it's not. Isn't that a simple thing? If it isn't spinning, the sun is going around the earth. Oh, that matches what our father said and I go on and on about it. I mean how do you take a a, a a earth spinning at 1100 miles an hour and I fly from the north let's say uh, Halifax Nova Scotia to Florida and let's say I want to land right here okay and I go oh wait I'm gonna miss it <laughs> because the earth is spinning at twice my speed if the aircraft only goes 500 miles an hour the earth is spinning laterally at twice my speed I have to file my flight vectors with the FAA in a different direction to compensate for the Earth spin, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, there is no flight vector that does that. All flights throughout the entire world is based on the belief the Earth doesn't spin. So there is nothing taken into account in Earth spinning. And we can go on and on and on.
1: Let me ask you this: How do you explain? Because I, I I like this direction. I like the idea; it actually matches biblical <laughs> concepts. But in winter, we see the the changing of the the sun, how it it sets in a, in a, a lower manner throughout the sky. How, like obviously, we yeah, have the ellipse.
2: Yeah, show me, yeah. show me. How, okay, how it's really, you, really cool. Does the
1: universe have a a, a, a weird wonky kind of
2: pattern? Okay, if, if it's I want moving? you guys to write this down. There's two. I, I find later. We found two guys that produced a couple films that came out later. Write this down. Journey to the Center of the Universe and The Principle. Awesome films. Watch Journey to the Center of the Universe first. That's the Earth. Where just accidentally, three different countries sent out this research satellite, the research probe, to go all around the known visible universe and make essentially a Google map of everything and when it came back they go oh my god everything's going around the earth and they're at the center that's pretty amazing all the stars have an organizational system where they're on the same uh, equatorial plane as the earth can you imagine that they discovered it and I think it was the Italians who discovered first and then the French did theirs although their satellite was really cool looking and then The United States did ours, all confirmed it. This is real science, real data. So my question is this, sometimes I get to talk at schools or churches or whatever, but if I go to a school and we want to talk about a subject, did you know it's illegal for me to bring up the option? Mm -hmm. I can't even give up, bring up the choice. Why do they care? Wow. Now, if, if the earth actually is standing still, like our father says, then everything is going around us. Right. Well, then if there's a big bang, what blew up? We're in the middle.
0: hmm that's a great Brian? point. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the Bible right here. I mean, Psalm 104:5. he set the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. He didn't stutter there. It can never be moved. This also answers so many questions, uh, you know, as I've kind of explored flat earth. And like Gabe said, I'm, I'm not a flat earther. I'm just curious. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of the questions that the flat earthers bring up is like, why don't we see a shooting star? Uh, you know, its trajectory is always kind of kind of at an angle coming coming across the earth why don't we ever see one like shooting straight up well if everything's rotating around us and it has order then that would make total sense you know or the question of why can why can we see why can we see mercury and venus when they're supposedly in front of us as we all rotate around the sun well if everything's rotating around us that makes absolute sense there
2: yeah that makes a lot of sense and there's a lot of great hard data that we can show you that makes it very simple to determine the earth is a sphere and it doesn't spin. Now, it also turns out that every scientific study ever done in the last 200 years especially was done relating to the earth spinning was to try to prove the earth was spinning because they wanted it to spin. They want to show that the earth is this aimless, uh, you know, this, this directionless wanderer throughout an empty sea of an ocean of nothingness that's what they want to show the earth is that's that's what they're saying it's not Mm -hmm. it's purposeful it's designed it is in a special place in the center of his creation and they wanted anyway every single i think michael morrison who's another very famous study it proved that the earth is not moving whatsoever every study So I talked to some real scientists, guys that have all these plaques and stuff on the wall about this a long time ago. And I said, Hey, so show me that the earth is spinning. Now I've got a couple things in my mind that I think he would (laughs) cite right away. And he goes, well, if you take a pendulum and you get it moving and and it it will do this, but it'll start changing its axis because of, I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why didn't you say, here's a satellite view, Mm -hmm. right? Here's a film, right? Why didn't you say that? Yeah. Hey, Michael, we're gonna obviously? pause you. We're gonna pause you right now because we run
0: out of time for the show. But you've agreed to come back for a second episode, so we'll see you in just a second here. Church of state is right. sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party. I'm Gabe Blomgren. A calm does not suit me. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm.